today's Leading Women episode 270 with the wonderful Carlin Berghoff. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Carlin Berghoff. Carlin Berghoff is the CEO of Berghoff Catering and Restaurant Group. Carlin is a multifaceted businesswoman committed to her work, to her family, and to her role in the community. Raised and educated in the restaurant business, Carlin is deeply committed to her industry and has played a lifelong role in hospitality and Chicago tourism initiatives. Carlin authored best-selling cookbooks, The Berghoff Family Cookbook, The Berghoff Cafe Cookbook, and recently, Cooking for Your Gluten-Free Teen, inspired by her teenage daughter, Sarah, who lives with celiac disease. So, women of the world, Ms. Carlin Berghoff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Carlin, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Well, my business started in 1986 and it was was a catering company. Um, It was called Carlin Berghoff Catering. And I was inspired to... Um, be in the food world because of my family um, being in the restaurant business my entire life. I would be, I'm the fourth generation to enter into the food business in my family, and I was a challenged student. So um, I have, like, learning disabilities and ADHD, and so I had to find something that I could do that I didn't need to read a book necessarily or to calculate a math question. And food and cooking and entertaining were something that I was exposed to my whole life. So I found something that I could do based on my challenges. Oh, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Well, the compelling moment that really got the business started was um, 
when I moved back to Chicago to be with my family after I had lived in Washington and I looked at the market and the market didn't have catering. Um, there wasn't a lot of competition. And so I said, you know, I, I, and I really loved catering and I loved the fact that every time you did it at a party, it was different in a different venue for a different reason. And it was um, creative all the time. So I seized the moment and started Carlin Berghoff Catering in 1986. And then over the years, the business developed into, you know, many things as the economy would roll into great times, it would roll into really unique, unique parties. And as the economy rolled back and, and had really bad things, it would then challenge me to come up with different ways of doing my business um, to manage through those times. And I'd say over, you know, the 20 plus years I've been in the um, industry, there have been at least four times that you know, earth-shattering things have happened that have caused me to have to reinvent myself. You know, just looking at 9-11, when that um, airplane through, you know, flew through the, the, uh, those um, towers in New York, um, within four days, every party was canceled for the rest of the year. And that was the most prominent, um, profitable time of year as well. And that's when you, you know, we all, as we would say, put the hay in the barn. So it was just a, a defining moment that I'll never forget. And um, part of my uh, will to go on came from the fact that I wasn't going to let a terrorist destroy my life. And um, and then we preserved on. But it was really hard. Um, I think we all hit those roads where we're, and then we wonder, why are we doing this? <laughs> why did we get ourselves into a position where we employ so many people and we provide lifestyles for people? Because challenging things happened. And um, we have to persevere through them. And and while I say that, my great grandfather, who founded the Berghoff Restaurant, um, you know, he his livelihood was based on brewing beer and selling beer. And then prohibition happened, and his whole livelihood was changed overnight, where there was no sale of alcohol allowed. And he had to reinvent himself into something else. And that's when he developed his. Um, root beers and his soft drinks and also started in their food business. So it's very interesting how um, if we all look back at our families, the multiple generations of things that have happened to us, um, we're not alone in, in having to adjust our vision, if that makes any sense. So you found a need and uh, uh, you saw that there were not, not too many catering in your area and you seized that opportunity and you kept at it. You kept reinventing yourself. You kept reinventing the business. Uh, with the changing market, with the changing economy, and then you kept through it. You 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 keep with it. You despite the economy, despite what happens in the economy, you kept at it. Great lesson there for our listeners uh, on how this idea or how this uh, moment comes through. So thanks for sharing that one, so our listeners can see for themselves how is this business idea comes about. Now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners. However, Terry, we'd like to know, what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Well, I think one thing that became really evident is, you know, I in the food service, it's predominantly a male business. And um, in, I went to chef school at the Culinary Institute of America, and I was one of three women in class with, you know, the rest of men. So part of my life's um, journey has been to help develop women as role models and to help them have role models to to look up to and to and to remember that 
Um, everyone gets somewhere because of someone else. So um, part of my vision was to always have myself be able to be a role model. And I also have two daughters and a son, and I wanted them exposed to that as well. Um, I also am competitive, so I, I always want to win, which is something you have to want to do. And I think the most important part of my vision was that I always wanted to keep learning and stretching myself so that I didn't get stale. And those are the three most important things I found as I was driving towards trying to be successful. Yeah, so to be a role model to women and help these women become role models as well. Wow, what a compelling vision that one is. So for our listeners, it's a big uh, takeaway here with what Carly just shared with us. It is to create for yourself that vision, write it down, write the vision that inspires you on a daily basis, you know, something that motivates you. And not only that, but gives you direction as you continue to build this business that you are passionate about. And especially for our listeners who are just starting out it's really important to hone what is that where do you want to go what is that vision for your business what is that vision for yourself that you want to shift because that's really important to know where you're going what direction are you going thanks for sharing that now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from i think you have to be really determined i think that if you're not determined You'll have too many moments that you'll feel defeated. So you have to be tough and determined. I think that's like something that is a characteristic of being determined is being tough. I think you have to be thorough. I think you really need to look at the situation all the way around in whatever kind of business you're thinking about. Um, and you have to, and you have to think of the ebbs and flow and how it will affect you and what what natural talents you have to, to drive your business. So I think being a thorough person helps you be successful. And passion is like really important. But I'm going to add one more, and that's urgency. Because you have to have a sense of urgency if you're going to be an entrepreneur. So I think, you know, that that becomes part of, um, you know, you have to have these words that you envision yourself. And I'm, I'm, I have a sense of urgency that helps get things done. You have to get things done to move forward. All right, so that's being determined, being a thorough person, and having that passion and sense of urgency, great personal traits or qualities that you have shared with us. And the good news is that we all can cultivate and adapt these traits that Carlin just shared with us. So that's having that determination, you know, being a thorough person and having that passion and the sense of urgency, great traits there. And I'm really big on that, especially having that passion and maintaining it and then having that sense sense of urgency as well so great takeaways there now let's talk switch, uh, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person here so what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today I think you know one of my biggest challenges personally is that I'm a perfectionist a perfectionist and I have really high standards and I have common sense and unfortunately 
with you employ people or you encounter people, um, if they don't have some of the same characteristic traits that you have, you know, that perfectionist trait can become negative because you're trying to find a balance um, of communicating your message um, of what you need to accomplish. And sometimes uh, that perfectionism in you can be, uh, you know, negative because you're, you're pushing so hard. And, and that isn't always the best, the best way to go. Um, and I also think work ethic becomes um, a challenge because what your vision of, of work, your work ethic is and what somebody else's is, meaning an employee or somebody who works for you, um, if your work ethic is so strong and so determined and you don't take the opportunity to look at what this other person's um, work ethic is or you can't harmonize with them, it will become, it becomes a challenge um, because you don't share the same uh, vision of, of, of how the job is to get done. So I, I, I think some of these things are blessings and curses. I, I don't, I don't think that, um, I think that they all come, they, they come, they come together sometimes. Your challenges are also, could be your blessings, but they also can be your curses. Yes, I can totally relate with that one. It is being perfection, a perfectionist. It can be a negative or can be a positive depending on how you use it. And sometimes it can get out of our, of our, our way or our other's way, especially if we have this, like what you've said, work ethics that probably for you it works, but for others it doesn't. So the good thing is that when we are sharing these challenges that we have experienced in ourselves or in our business, we are in, encouraging or inspiring others to, so that they can uh, overcome them if they happen to have the same challenges as well. All right, let's switch gears for a little bit, Carlin, and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business. I think it's really important to be honest about this and to say that sometimes everything works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think it's really important to have um, a good balance with the person you share your life with because then you're going to have a better balance in your work life if your um, balance is really good with your significant other. I think all of us in our careers will hit walls where our communication will falter, we'll um, read something into a situation that isn't actually the case, we'll let our kids down because we forgot that they had a special, um, you know, play and we missed it. Um, I'm perpetually late. That is unfortunately a skill that has become (laughs) a part of me that I'm not so proud of. I'm not, you know, more than 15 minutes late usually, but... Um, because I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do so much that sometimes I, um, you know, I, I'm, I make everybody suffer because of my, uh, my tardiness of, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. And I, I think it's just really important to try to use the time that you know that you can 
and it's, it's knowing the season of your business. Like my business is very seasonal. Um, the joke is I kiss my kids goodbye at Thanksgiving and I kiss them hello at Christmas on Christmas Day. Um, it's one of the most challenging months of the year that I have, and they've all become pretty accepting of it. Um, but uh, it doesn't mean that along the way I didn't feel pains of, you know, missing something or, you know, that I was a little frustrated because I couldn't just be lazy one day and lay at home with my kids um, on a snow day that I had to get down to my restaurant and make sure that everybody was safe and, you know, the doors open because you can't be unreliable. So... I think it's really just trying to stay in balance with your, you know, your major relationships and not having too many um, relationships is also important because you can't take care of a lot of people and you can't be a good friend to a lot of people. So it's really testing the waters um, as you navigate your, you know, your dreams. Wow, I love your take on this work-life balance because I agree with you. This is one area that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are challenged with on a daily basis. But like what you've said, you know, it's really important to find that balance in whatever your situation is at the moment. So for our listeners out there, whatever your your situation is at the moment, work around that. But it's really important to find balance in what is that is important to you. Make time for your, your family if that's important to you. Your significant others and also not to I love when you said about not to have too many relationships that you cannot maintain especially if you're not able to you know to find time to for them as well and also understanding the the seasonal nature of your business for example if you are in the catering or restaurant business for example like Carlinas, there are going to be seasons when you are going to be very busy especially for example on holidays or in seasons when you know like for holidays or like that those are busy seasons and if your business is like that be prepared for that one but also um, set expectations and communicate that well to your uh, significant others or to the people that are important to you so that they will know and understand. So great tips there that you've just shared. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, this is a really um, it's a, a good question that I think I'll have probably a very long-winded answer to because I, I think as you grow and mature in your business, what you judge as success early in your career will be different than what you judge in your success later in your career. Early in my career, I was judging my success strictly by my financial statements. And I was, you know, if, if it was a good month, I was, you know, thrilled. If it was a bad month, I was beating myself up. What should I have done differently? You know, how could I have controlled costs better? You know, should I have sold more? I mean, you just, it was just this revolving thing in my head where I was not, you know, when I had a bad month, I just wasn't working hard enough, which wasn't the case at all. And I was working smart, but sometimes you just can't 
produce a sale in a month that's like January in Chicago when there's no conventions or there's not a lot of parties going on. It's just a reality that, you know, there's a few months out of the year that are pretty tough on our business. So I had to learn how to judge my success differently. And um, as I've um, grown up in my business, I think uh, one of the things that I am so proud of and that I really get excited about is watching my, uh, my team members really develop skills that are, are good for, you know, any type of job that they would have going forward so that I would be teaching them things that they would be able to use in their life. Um, and the other thing that gives me a big thrill in how I judge success is my, you know, my team members being able to um, buy homes and to move their lives in a different direction. Um, that's something that really is, um, uh, that I take a lot of pride in. Um, and I also love watching people um, grow. So I, I judge a lot of myself on, on how people are growing in their jobs and, and changing and switching gears when they have to. Um, but I do think that um, being an entrepreneur and being the boss is, is sometimes very lonely because you can't share all of your challenges with your team um, and let them know your fears because they don't deal well. Most people don't deal well dealing with the fears. So you have to always kind of learn how to be a politician in somewhat ways of, of, of showing happiness and being thankful regardless of what day it is and so that they're not picking up on your, on your um, what might be your mood. Uh, you really are a big important part of the mood of the company. And so you really have to learn how to, um, you know, um, direct those energies so that people can pick up on all the good stuff. And uh, I tend to be a, a person that unfortunately focuses more on where I've fallen short and I'm incredibly critical of myself, and I, that's not a great skill. It's unfortunately the way I'm built and wired, and I'm constantly working on it. But you will find yourself very frustrated and not really having a lot of – you need to have those resources and those friendships in, in business to talk about, you know, your challenges with so that you have a, um, some um, other uh, inflections. You know, people can give you their impression of what – uh, they they see or what they think you're feeling to get you know to have somebody else to share it with. It's important to have mentors and to have um, colleagues that you can trust that will help you through some of those um, moments. So success is uh, about seeing others grow grow or seeing their seeing their lives improved as a result of uh, being around with you or. And I truly believe that, you know, true success is really all about if we are happy with what we're doing and if we are impacting other people's lives because of what we're putting out there. I truly believe that that's the true essence of success. And yes, I agree with you that financial metrics are really important, especially for us in business, because we need to be profitable to be in business. But at the end of the day, like what you've said, that's the definition of success to you or the meaning of success will change or will evolve. As you grow and as your business grow and those intangible benefits of being in business are the ones that really make us uh, provide us that true happiness before we get to the highlight of our show let's thank our sponsor podcast your passion yes did you know you can podcast your passion make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about that's how i get to do what i'm doing talking to wonderful women every day here at today's leading women Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. 
That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. But one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I think one of the most important things to think about is that um, you're going to have good days and bad days. And I always say that a bad day is given to you to remind you of how many good days you have. So just accept them and just move through them. That's something to think about um, that's really important to remember. I think that it's really important to remember that you're not alone and that there's so many great resources um, to um, reach out to, just like, you know, listening to these podcasts. You know, when before I began taping with you, I was listening to some of the others, and it, it, and it was inspiring to me regardless of the fact that it wasn't my business because of hearing some of the same things that I'm experiencing so that you're not alone. So really making sure you, you know, stay connected in that way. Um, and the other thing is I would say is be careful how much you bite off and when in your life you bite it off. And um, one of the things that, and what I mean by that is I always wanted to be a mom. Um, I didn't ever want to be a stay-at-home mom. I, I'm just, I just have too much energy and I'm just, my mind goes 100 miles a minute and I think I would have driven my kids crazy. Um, and I still drive them crazy. So I, I know that if I had been around all the time, they probably would have wanted to kill me. But um, I, I think that there are certain times in your life where you need to make sure that you try to have your business be in a place if you want to have a family, um, if that's important to you, that you can take a little bit of time to step back a little bit more because you will have to um, when you add um, all those little people to your life. Um, so you have to try to gauge what your success is going to look like, and you also have to kind of gauge your timing and say, you know, I really am going to have to make space in my life to add the next part of my life to my life. I hope that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I love those uh, tips that you just shared. But now we can all uh, take action. And today, as of our listeners out there, let me just summarize this again. The first one is to understand that there are going to be bad days and good days. This is true as in life in general as well. But especially for us in business, there are going to be days when you are, there are not, there are not, not going to be a day that you are going to be having those ups and downs. So understand and be prepared for them and know that when you are down or when you are having those bad days, there are, it's not going to be all bad days. So not to, uh, not to be disappointed, but to keep pushing forward. And the second one is to know that you are not alone. This is really big. There's a lot of uh, people that you uh, and resources that you can tap into. And, and thanks for the shout out there. Yes, because like this, this podcast, uh, all about today's leading women, uh, inspire women like Carlin who yes making things happen there out there and also 
not only that, but inspiring other women as well. So it's really important to connect yourself, be around people that are moving the same direction as you are, especially those in, in your industry or in your niche. And I love the phrase that you've said about be careful what you bite off and when. Yes, uh, really big on this as well. So know your priorities, know what stage is your business in, and especially if you're planning, if you have family, for example, yeah, know when when you say, okay, this I have to accommodate uh, my family, I have to accommodate other aspects of my life as well, and only the business. So great takeaways there that we can all learn from. So thanks for sharing that. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Well, I'm a bit of a dinosaur with technology. I'm going to be honest with you. I am probably, I'm, I am not a, I'm not a good resource for technology. I, um, I would say from a resource perspective, um, and I'm a big list person. And so, um, and also lists help move your life along, especially when you're, you know, managing multiple things. So I would say my iPad is probably my, my most favorite, um, um, electronic and, and the list, um, and the note section is probably my most, um, my most favorite part of it. And the fact that I could send the list and the notes to my nanny or to my assistant, um, that helps me a lot. Uh, but I, I unfortunately have not spent the time, um, I think I was born without the gene of technology and I have not been able to utilize some of those wonderful tools that are out there. Yeah, well, it's not about how many uh, tools or how many uh, apps that we uh, we can tap because there is, I mean, there's technology nowadays, is, there are a lot of them, but you're right. I mean, if you find one or two that really helps your business, and I am a big fan of the iPad because I can, I, I can actually do business while I'm on the road, especially with the iPad and the technology that he has and the capability that he has are so a great resource. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Oh, my favorite book. Is um, it's called Fierce Conversations, and it's by Susan Scott. And it's it's um, the reason it's my favorite book is because the communication, the skills that it teaches you about what a relationship is like, and what is needed to have successful relationships are tools that we all should be using in every in every conversation we have. And I, I find it for all of my um, different. And types of um, team members, as far as just my husband, just learning how to have a good conversation is so important. And Susan Scott has nailed it. It's an easy read, and it's a resource that I use on a regular basis. That's my favorite book. All right, um, so that's Fierce Conversation by Su- yeah. Susan Scott, and I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. All right, last but not least, Carlin, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Well, I mean, my, my restaurant is in Chicago, so if you don't live in Chicago, I, 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 our paths probably wouldn't cross. Um, and the, the best way for people to use our services is to have a party in Chicago or to come dine in our restaurant. Um, we do have a blog and the blog, the blog was started with my, um, my third daughter, um, when she, my um, daughter became a celiac 
And I ventured out in the world and wrote that book on the gluten-free teen and really expanding my horizons with really understanding um, people's food challenges. And this is one of my most incredible um, passions now is really being able to feed kids that have um, the allergies that they all have in a safe environment. So that's one of my um, my most recent passions. And um, obviously you can buy the book online at Amazon and you could reach out to our blog, which is GF Family um, Foods, or you just Google Berghoff and you'll find all of my um, contact information. All right. So for our listeners out there, especially if you are in Chicago or if you are, if you happen to to go there in Chicago area, check off the check the restaurants, the the Berghoff restaurant, and online it's the Berghoff.com. And I highly encourage you to check on her book, the Cooking for Your Gluten Free Teen, um, that you can get through Amazon or through their website. I highly recommend because I'm a big uh, fan of gluten free as well. So I'm definitely gonna be checking this one out and I'll make sure to have this links on our resource as well and by the way for our listeners out there all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash Carlin Berghoff or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you so I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Carlin, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you for having me and for your passion. It's amazing. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.